Welcome to the staff room, the interlude editions with me, the gym guy. Hope you've had a great week. I've had a great week. Interlude is usually my moment to just go off and talk about something ridiculous, but at the same time ridiculous, also common everyday occurrences for most teachers, whether it's talking about a photocopier or a printer or a glue stick. And on Twitter, I like to play up the whole gym guy routine. But today, I don't want to play that up. Today I want to talk about how we as teachers get through, keep getting through when there's looming strike action and then when our unions are not getting along with our governments. And in Ontario, we're in that scenario right now. Our support workers just recently avoided a strike. Our high school teachers are on rolling strikes. They had a one-day walk-off last week with pending one-day walk-offs next week. And elementary teachers are on a work-to-rule with escalating work-to-rule moving forward. It's a tough place to be in as an educator because educators love teaching. They love doing their things. It's very tough to get emails and union meetings to figure out all the things you, you can't be doing. You can't be engaged in a meeting. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that because you're trying to send a message. You're trying to get... A government's attention or you're trying to get a government to respond in order to make a fair deal to get us going again get us back in the classroom teaching and not even teaching better than we were teaching before just compensating us for the job we're doing and you know what as a teacher you can sort of escape the union talk and the government talk but it's tough to escape all the chatter and all the buzz and all the misinformation around us in Ontario You know, when it comes time to getting your new contract, there's always going to be tensions between government and teachers union. We're in a scenario right now where we have a conservative government that doesn't typically get along with our teachers union and our teachers union doesn't typically get along with conservative governments. So we're not in a particularly great spot for negotiation right now. And the chatter hasn't been all that positive. Conservative government has come in and wanted to make sweeping changes or big changes And then in negotiation decides that, well, we'll cut back on these, assuming they've added some sort of concessions. But when you've come in and you've arbitrarily decided to make all these changes to education, you're not making a concession at the negotiation table in what you're going to offer or what you're going to put on the deal. You make concessions based on the conditions that are at the moment. And we're not really talking about the conditions at the moment. We're negotiating over prescribed conditions that don't yet exist, no empirical data of how they're going to look, how they're going to manifest, how they're going to help students. And yet we negotiate on that, even from a teaching front, that's horrible teaching. Why don't we negotiate and refine our contracts based on the current status of the education system, more so than on negotiations of arbitrarily decided factors like class size and e-learning. These are important things to discuss in education moving forward. Can we absorb more students in our class? Does our teaching practice and our access to technology allow us to teach with more students? That's something to debate. Is e-learning a good thing? That's something to debate, or how much is the right amount? But when we arbitrarily decide that we're raising class size, arbitrarily decide we're raising e-learning essential credits, and then say, in negotiation, you're negotiating with those, those, those aren't really accessible to negotiate, in my opinion. But it's more than that. You know, teachers give so much, constantly doing so much more than the job requires and asks of them. It's the unmitigated gall to listen to the radio announcers, listen to the people lined up at the coffee, shoot their mouths off on how greedy teachers are, is almost infuriating. 
because it is. You know what? Because most people have a very simple understanding of what teachers get. They teach, they get the summers off. And that's, they can't get past more than that. And if you want to fire them up, you start telling them about provincial math scores that are dropping. And all of a sudden, the talking points on the radio, sitting in lines, listening to anecdotal comments are just so overly simplified of how greedy teachers are, how our students aren't producing. It's frustrating. It's tough to be a teacher in these times. But it's tough to try to articulate to people just how much extra you give. I'm a coach is one of the many things I do. Part of that in my school is I'll use my car to facilitate traveling, bringing kids to, to events because our profession won't pay for that. We don't want to pay for a cab. We want to cut money. So the teacher can use their car. You can use your gas. You can use your insurance. I have to make sure I have insurance at certain levels to facilitate the drive. No other profession, no other job, would any employee willing to go into work and say, you know what, I'm going to use my car for work today with zero compensation. I'm going to modify my insurance with zero compensation. And in fact, not all those zero compensation, but if something were to go wrong in an accident, then I'm still responsible for me and my car. Just a small example of how much teachers are constantly giving of themselves and of themselves to facilitate greater education, greater experiences for students. And this is something that most people in their coffee line or on their radio, they don't discuss. Because they just do their job requirements. And there's nothing wrong with just doing their job requirements. But I'm not sitting complaining about disc jockeys that ask for more money. And when you're sitting in the line and you're working whatever job you might be working, I'm not questioning and telling you how much money you should be compensated for your job. But that's part of the problem with teaching is everyone's been in school. And so they think they get a vested interest in, in commenting on, on what teachers should be paid. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But there's nothing wrong with asking for proper compensation, just on the financial part. If I get away from sort of the class sizes and the e-learning, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be paid for your job and paid appropriately. And there's nothing greedy for wanting to be compensated for the rate of inflation. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you think I'm doing with my money that you get so bent out of shape to call me greedy? I don't take the extra $60 a paycheck or what $2,000 it accumulate for the year or $3,000, bring it to my basement, turn it into bars of gold, fly across to another continent and bury it somewhere so that I can retire on it later. Foolishness. You know what happens if I happen to get more money from my government? I spend it in my province, in my community. It generates wealth for other people. Like Richard Nixon, show me the money. Like, it's almost unreal to somehow think that this two or $3,000 is money I'm going to siphon out of the province and somehow make a retirement on. The money goes right back into the province for people and other people to generate wealth. To give teacher a 2% raise or a 1% raise and then call them greedy and somehow think you're going to lose out on money is insane. It's just no understanding of how finances really work. Unless I'm taking that extra money, turning into a bar of gold, and walking out of this province, that money isn't going anywhere other than back into our province, back into other people who are working, back into other people that are offering services. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, if you were conservative, that's actually what you would want with people's revenue. You wouldn't want the government to hold more money for them to spend it on resources. You would want your population to have more money to spend money that's actually fiscal conservatism is for to have the general public have more access more access to capital and money to spend it in the system because as it exchanges hands it generates wealth but that topic doesn't come up so on the terms of money there's no problem with my union fighting for me to get 
properly compensated. I'll take it. As for the negotiation process, teachers work hard. We give a lot of extra, a lot of extra. But these aren't the talking points when you hear negotiation banter. These aren't the talking points when you listen to talk radio. And these are seldom the talking points when you hear people in line going off about teachers. Teachers work hard. Teachers give extra. We don't need these educational changes. Just don't. And there's nothing wrong with asking for more money. And so in these tough times and these struggling times, these times where you can get fired up and you can get all revved up about what's going on, Try to stay true to the classroom, stay true to your teaching pedagogy and your philosophies. It's tough. It's tough when you know you've got to hold things back to generate results at a higher level between our union and our governments. Teachers, you're doing a great job. This is my one little political rant, my statement, my stance. It's a frustrating time to be a teacher, to just not be compensated not be valued, and then to be arbitrarily making decisions on what the teaching environment should be with very little data or support to justify any of it other than whimsical notions of what someone believes is better in education from people that haven't been in the education system for multiple, multiple years. Catch you later this week on our full episode. It's been great to talk to you. It's been great catching up with you on Twitter chatting with you on Twitter because ultimately this conversation is an extension of a teacher that reached out on Twitter and asked if we would talk about it and this is our response stay well inspire don't require and always remain a humble servant